Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hagan. I'm working at- an Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, welcome everyone to another week of the Chuck and Julie Grassroots Show, True Straight Up, brought to you by... Show brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine, and HappyTrees.co. Um, tons of stuff to talk about today, but wanted to start off with Taylor Rhodes, the head of the Iraqi Mountain Gun Owners Association. Um, they've got a bunch of stuff going on, protecting the Second Amendment here in Colorado, which is an ongoing, constant, never-ending battle. And I've, and I've said before, there are two groups you want to belong to if you're grassroots persons in Colorado. One is the Colorado Republican Hispanics. You don't have to be Hispanic, just like a burrito. That qualifies. Um, and Rocky Mountain Gun Owners. Those are two groups that actually are conservative. They actually do things. They actually accomplish things. Um, and they're very grassroots oriented. So if you're looking to join two, some groups, those are the two I'd strongly recommend you join. That's right. And so, Taylor, I wanted to start out today talking to you. You know, I think we've seen after the, the horrific Hamas massacre in Israel, where only 2%, apparently, of the civilians have 1.5 have weapons. They were um, attacked by the Hamas soldiers in their homes, um, in the safe hiding spaces, et cetera, et cetera. And now in Israel, they're surprise, call- surprise. Surprise, surprise, they're calling for, and I think it's going to happen, loosening the gun restrictions there. Um, I guess just open-ended kind of question. I mean, your thoughts on, on all of this. So I love Israel. I've I've been several times. And the people of Israel are, are on my heart, extremely heavy right now. One of the things that I have I've spoke to a lot of my friends that are there, uh, some affected, some that are not. Over the last 20 or so years, the gun culture in Israel has really changed. Uh, most people that have wanted to be armed or weren't really armed anymore because of higher uh, uh, regulations. And it was just kind of a pain to do. Today, uh, we saw the Israeli uh, national security uh, guy come out and say that all of these people are now eligible uh, to own firearms. Well, I've got a little news flash. Free men do not ask permission to bear arms. Uh, and, and, and here in Colorado, we're under an attack from the left. Uh, and they clearly don't see that, you know, a 30 round magazine or an AR 15 is not for hunting. Uh, it is, it is for protecting yourself. And I guarantee you, uh, many Israelis today, uh, want to make sure that they are armed with at least an AR-15. I know I would want probably more. Well, and it, it seems to me, you know, we've seen and we've talked many times over and over again about how in this country, bad people target specifically and attack places like schools, movie theaters, shopping malls, where people are prohibited from having a weapon or don't don't have weapons. They know right. that. It seems to me that Hamas might have carried things out differently if they thought that, you know, that there is a chance that many of the homes they were running into, there might have been somebody there capable of shooting back. So, I mean, we've seen that kind of thing works. And instead, like you said, you've also seen the scary thing. It's interesting to me that you pointed out 
the the people in Israel they could, but it was just such a hassle because they put up all the regulations. Well, they made it they made it like all right. any gun cultures not impossible, but almost impossible. So no one's armed. Jacob notes that there was one kibbutz that had guns and ammunition, and that had a much different uh, success or lack of success for for Hamas. You know, one of the things Israelis face is twenty percent of its population is Arab. And do they want to do they want to arm the Arab population? Then again, um, uh, if if they're not going to arm their own citizens, they're just making them sitting ducks. Right, and we're seeing now that this is going to have impacts uh, on gun owners here in, in Colorado and around the country. Uh, several of the large manufacturers of ammunition have already said. Uh, that they're going to divert uh, ammunition from civilians to send it to Israel and and things like that. So if you if you're looking and you're running low, buy it now. Uh, it could be very hard to get in the coming weeks and months. Well, well, and I think it is again interesting that 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 these little layers of regulation after regulation after regulation if you're just the average person out there and you're thinking oh you know maybe i want to get a gun right and you start looking into it then you're like oh man that's a hassle and i mean that's what they count on right right so our office is actually now above a gun shop so i have a very unique perspective of this uh, that there are irritated people uh, that are downstairs that say why do i have to wait three days I filled out a background check last week. Why do I have to fill out another one? I've owned guns for 30 years. Why can't you give me this gun today? Uh, That's why Rocky Mountain Gun Owners is fighting in the courts right now uh, to try to reverse, I guess they passed five laws. We have four lawsuits active. Uh, Two of those were from this session. Uh, We plan to have more. We're trying to raise the money to, to make sure we can do that. Why don't you tell us about those lawsuits and and how people could contribute to those efforts? Yeah. So, so the first one, which we're, we're almost guaranteed to win on, we sued over the 18 to 21 year old gun ban. They, there's a federal law in place already that says 18 to 21 year olds cannot own handguns. Uh, The state legislature went a step further. And really, I believe this wasn't just attack on gun rights. This is an attack on a way of life uh, because they wanted to make sure that people under the age of 21 were not allowed to do things like hunting uh, and and 4-H and things of that nature because that that firearm could physically not be transferred uh, to that individual. For say, if I had a you know seven-year-old son, this is an extreme example, but say I had a seven-year-old son, we're in the mountains of Colorado and we're shooting elk. Game warden comes up, I hand them, hand my seven-year-old the rifle. I'm now a criminal because I've transferred this firearm to someone under the age of 21. So, yeah, it's wild. Uh, So we have actually, we sued before the ink was dry on the the governor's desk. uh, And we were granted a preliminary injunction on that that, uh, law. And on top of that, a panel made up of Obama-appointed judges agreed, yes, we do have standing, and we have the uh, likelihood of success on the merits. Uh, At this point, it's a waiting game. We've filed for summary judgment uh, on that lawsuit, and we we frankly think we might get it um, to have to avoid a lot of the the costly legal uh, battle down the road. And that would save RMGO members tons of money uh, and frankly, allow us to do even more uh, with the resources that we have right now. Well, well one of the things that people say, "Oh no, they're not going after hunters and, and all that," and then and then the the federal government 
was withdrawing all funds from any school that had hunting clubs or arch even archery. You couldn't right. even do archery. So if you think you don't think, oh no, they're just they're just want to protect us from from extremists and stuff. You go, oh well, just watch what they do. Right. It's completely going after our way of life. And, you know, if you spend more than five minutes at the Capitol, Democrats will always say, well, you know, this is for safety. Gun owners don't train enough. Gun owners don't do this. They don't do that. Well, they're making it physically impossible to do so. Uh, if, if, if you're a gun owner in Colorado, you are being treated like a second class citizen. And it's time to that we put an end to that. So we filed a, a second lawsuit. Uh, we initially filed it before the ink was dry. Uh, judge came out and said we didn't have standing. Really odd. It was the exact same judge that granted us standing in the 18 to 20 year old case. Doesn't really make sense. So we voluntarily withdrew that lawsuit. On October 1st, we refiled it uh, and filed a temporary restraining order. Uh, the temporary restraining order was denied. However, uh, we have a hearing that is coming up on that uh, in, uh, in 10 days. So that is on the three day waiting period. Uh, and we'll have a hearing on October the 26th at 9.30 a.m. We think that the judge will rule uh, on granting or denying uh, a preliminary injunction that day. Um, okay. So we're, we're super excited for, for the days to come. But it is, uh, it is extremely important that RMGO members and people that are just gun owners. I mean, frankly, right. if you're a gun owner and not involved in this fight in Colorado, you don't care about the Second Amendment. I don't care how much you shoot. I talk to people downstairs all the time that say, oh, well, I shoot 2,000 rounds a month. Cool. Great. I'm glad that you shoot a lot. Uh, but that right and that ability to do so could be restricted because of what the Democrats and under the Golden Dome are doing to us uh, because they are coming for more. Uh, and right now, the best path that we have to stop them is through the court system. Well, and I think for anyone who like I'm not a gun owner, right? And I, I don't like shooting guns, but to me, it's it's about it's about freedom and it's about Chuck is, right? And you are and other people are. And for anyone anymore who thinks, oh, they won't go that far, just wake up and see what's going on in this country, right? Oh, they're trying to put President Trump in jail, right? The FBI now is going after parents. They're going after people who attend P you know, parent teacher organization meetings. They have declared Trump supporters terrorists, right? And and so right. if you think that the Democrat, I mean, to me, they have all the power of the Capitol. And I mean, I, I think it's foolish to think that they're not going to stop and that they're not going to escalate and try to take it away. I mean, I could see a day coming where like, well, if you're a, if you're on the terrorist list, yeah. you can't have a gun. Right. Which means, right. well, if you're a Republican, you could potentially be a Trump supporter. So all Republicans can't have guns. Or I mean, right. or am I crazy? You're not crazy. And and frankly, I mean, we've seen that with no fly, no buy. We've seen that with, you know, in, in Virginia, that people showing up to school board meetings have been labeled as, as terrorists. And, and to be honest, when I go downstairs and, and in the gun shop, the demographics of people that are buying guns are changing uh, rapidly. Uh, the blue hair Bernie bros are buying, are buying guns. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And and I go up and talk to them. I mean, if you've spent more than five minutes with me, you know, I can't shut up. So <laughs> I've, uh, I've, I went, I go and, and then just ask, you know, why are you buying a gun? Well, times are changing and I want to be able to protect myself and my family. It's, it's insane uh, of, of the amount of people that are, that are rushing to the gun shops and now learning about the laws that have been put in place to restrict them of their freedom. 
Well, you know, you're right. I have a good friend who is, I would, she's not progressive, but she would be a Democrat, probably sure. has been all her life, um, and, and lives in a nice area in Denver. And I was surprised the other day we were talking and she has a gun. Yeah. Right. And I said, well, I didn't know, know that. And she says, are you kidding? I live in Denver. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I mean? And I think she's not someone for, you know, she'd be opposed to gun violence and all that kind of stuff. But she's like, I walk around sometimes. I walk my dog. And she said, have you know, have you been in Denver lately? Mm-hmm. And I think so the demographics are changing, but I think the world is changing, too. You know, like well, I, one thing that changes somebody about guns is buying a gun. Um, owning a gun, um, learning how to use a gun and gun safety. And that's a different voter than the day before. It's just like a, a conservative is a liberal has been mugged. Well, it's not quite as extreme, but once a person owns a gun, that means a huge shift in their attitude, I think. Right. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I mean, you mentioned gun violence. I, I would I would beg to differ that 99.99999% of gun owners the reason that we carry a gun is to make sure that we de-escalate violence. When you look at the statistics that have primarily been done by uh, Dr. John Lott, who is by far the most educated researcher on firearms, most, if not, it's, it's a it's a hard statistic to quantify because, you know, there's not a trigger pulled. But right. most of defensive gun uses, the trigger is never pulled. It may be drawn and presented, um, and it, it may just be in the in the area. But the thing about, you know, these mass shootings and things that all of the people that claim that they want to stop us, they're not addressing the problem at all. When when you look at the, we'll just call it, we'll be in politically incorrect, that, you sue me. Um, <laughs> um, when you look at the average mass shooter, uh, the average mass shooter normally has three, three main qualities. Number one, they are almost always in a gun-free zone. Almost always. It's it's uh, an alarmingly high. Number two, they come from fatherless homes. Fathers need to be in the homes and step up as men, and men need to be attentive in the homes again. And number three is they've been overly medicated from an extremely yeah. young age yes. on yeah. some type of uh, stabilizing drug, whether that be antidepressant or um, you know, ADHD medication or something along those lines. Uh, so we've got to do better as a society of taking care of one another uh, and gun owners and men, particularly I have a huge heart for men. Uh, we need to step up and, and, and raise our kids and stop letting these leftists in these schools indoctrinate our kids into, into what they, they want them to think. Well, and I think a big part of it is too is you know that we need to recognize there are bad people out there, right? I mean, I imagine if Israel had well, and there's I know there's debate on how much advanced they might have known or should have known or sure. could have known, but I bet they would have gotten everybody a gun if they right. you know thought that that was going to happen. We see, um, and in here too, like I said, you see escalating with the crime in the cities. But people like my friend who would have never had a gun before wouldn't have even considered it now right. has a, has a gun. I mean, we got acknowledge there are bad people in the world who are perfectly willing to shoot us right. you know and and the you know the, the best way to protect yourself i think it is twofold number one to have a gun yourself or number two to have to make it so that the the bad guys can't tell because again i go back to i bet if they knew that the, i mean that the, the the armed people, if they, if Hamas thought that everybody in Israel had a gun in their home, they might have done something a little bit differently, right? And I think right. there might be way more people alive 
today. And I think we need to just quit buying the left because the left doesn't believe it. They're, I mean, they just try to tell us, well, you know, no, everything's hunky-dory. I was reading a story Laura Loomer was reporting on an attack in San Diego where it was a Muslim guy attacked and killed somebody and the police were prohibited from mentioning the guy's ethnicity, right? So they don't want us, they just don't want us to know anything about anything anymore. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, my wife is a prime example of that. She was never really a gun owner. Even, even after we got married, she was just kind of, well, you know, whatever it's, if it's, well, I'll go to the grocery store. If, if she's in public, she has a gun on her now. Uh, she doesn't feel safe being in public uh, without a gun. Um, and she's getting trained and, and frankly, she's a lot better shot than I am at, at times <laughs> with, with certain guns. Um, but she is, uh, but you know, ultimately we're responsible for our own security. I mean, actually right here out of Castle Rock, uh, Colorado, the, the, there's a Supreme court decision that says the police are not required to protect you. Uh, they are forensic investigators at the end of the day. Uh, they're there to go paint the body marks and, um, and, and figure out who did it after the crime. They're not there to protect you. Uh, so, you know, we have as citizens should have the ability to protect ourselves. And frankly, the limitations that the Colorado government and, and even the Joe Biden administration is putting on us, uh, whether that be through executive order or ATF rule, is, is strangling gun owners to the point that we hardly can protect ourselves anymore. Well, there's an old saying, you know, when, when seconds count, the police are minutes away. Right. Um, right. And and seldom is it that, that they're going to get there to, to, quote unquote, save you. And right. also, quite frankly, um, when they come, um, they tend to shoot lots of different people, <laughs> including, in some cases, the innocent. So, yeah, we saw um, that in Arvada, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I think what's also happening is and it's just a massive cultural shift. Right. As the left has all of these no, you know, no cash bail programs and, you know, shoplifting isn't a crime anymore. Don't even bother calling the police. All of these, you know, very weak on crime and, and you know, criminals are the victims now. Right. Um, I think that it emboldens criminals even more. So I, I think the world and I hate to say this, but I think it's true because I think there are far more good people than there are bad people, but there are a lot of bad people out there. And I think they are, they think nothing is going to happen to them anymore. And in many cases, tragically, they're correct. Right. Yeah. Uh, And, you know, kind of going back to one of your first points of, you know, does, does Israel, would Hamas have done this if Israel knew that there was gun in every household? It's it's kind of been debated if this is true. So just bear with me on this. Uh, But uh, allegedly, uh, the Japanese, when they were debating a ground invasion during uh, the beginning of World War II, uh, they did, they claimed to decide not to because they knew there would be a rifle behind every blade of, gra- of grass. And, and and as gun owners, you know, are, are we in threat of a ground invasion? I, I don't know. I don't think you know until it's too late. Right. And, and that's And that's a part of the, you know, what we need. Do I need an assault weapon? Absolutely, I do. Yes, I do. I think conservatives and gun owners, we've for far too long have just been like, well, you know, what is an assault weapon? What is not an assault weapon? If I, if it's a gun and I can shoot you with it, I promise you would think it is an assault weapon. Uh, <laughs> and I, I, I want any, any gun laws and infringement and the, the, the legislature has gone to a nth degree to make sure that gun owners are treated like second class citizens uh, and that we cannot protect ourselves uh, when those, those, last minute uh deadly situations uh, are are occurring why don't you t- tell folks a little about rocky mountain gun owners so they may not know and you may have heard the name but 
Yeah. 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 So what I always like to say is we do what you think the NRA does Uh, for far too long. (laughs) For far too long, the NRA was giving out a ratings like after dinner mints. They were, uh, you know, for example, uh, Hugh McKean, who who tragically passed away two years ago, literally sponsored gun control. Uh, He sponsored gun control. He had two anti-gun votes. Uh, in doing so, the NRA gave him their highest rating of an A+. Plus. Um, it's ridiculous what they're doing uh, to, to deceive gun owners, to prop up the establishment. Uh, Rocky Mountain gun owners, regardless of party, I hate to say it, if there was a Democrat that was 100% pro-gun, I'm still waiting for the day. Hell yeah. may freeze over before that. We actually <laughs> got really close with with a guy uh, in Thornton's, uh, said Sharbini. He's terrible on everything else, but voted right on everything but one gun bill. Um, if, if he would have voted right on that gun bill, I, I may have endorsed him. Uh, <laughs> heads would have heads would have spun, but I, I might would have endorsed him. Um, and uh, so anyway, we we are a no compromise gun rights organization. Um, and and uh, we're fighting for gun owners across Colorado. Uh, and we're, we're happy to do so. And uh, if you want to get involved, I'd, I'd encourage you to do so. You can go to armgeo.org. Uh, if you'd like to donate directly to the legal fund, when you first go there, you'll see a legal fund slider. All of that's earmarked to make sure it goes to the legal fund. If you want to make sure that we've got gas in the cars and our salaries are paid and we make sure the lights can stay on and uh, all of the other operational expenses, for say, which there's also a ton of those, unfortunately. Well, and what's um, important, I think, for folks to understand about the legal fund is you're fighting the state, right? It's a state legislature that passes mm-hmm. this. So the, their lawyers are paid for, right? I mean, the state, that's what their lawyers do. The whole attorney general's office, that's what, in part, what he's there for. And so if it weren't for you guys fighting and filing these lawsuits and at least making them think about stuff and at least letting right. them know, you know, that there's going to be a fight, it, they would just trample over everything absolutely and it's and it's interesting rmgo members are paying twice they're paying their tax dollars and they're paying rmgo membership they're paying you're paying for the government to take away your rights and you're paying to get them back (laughs) um and it's it's ridiculous that it has to come to that uh but unfortunately that's where we are in colorado right now uh, and hopefully uh, we can change some things in next year's election the senate looks a little bit more promising uh to flip a few seats yeah, and, and one of the things, that if you're wondering who to vote for, because it's often people will um, con you. And, and, you know, one of the cons is somebody saying, I'm a big Second Amendment supporter and, and all of that. Uh, but RMGO tends to look through those guys. Yeah. And so you, you kind of go, well, can I support this guy to see if he has an RMGO endorsement or not? Right. Uh, and and that's that's a part of, the pro- of our uh, survey program that we ask very tough questions. Uh, We ask questions that most politicians don't want to answer. Uh, You know, and, you know, some of those are as simple as will you force a recorded vote on gun control or on gun or on on, uh, anti-gun control or for Second Amendment freedoms? Or will you, you know, vote against an assault weapons ban? I mean, all of those are just important. I mean, I think a lot of the where the Colorado Republican Party is in shambles right now within, especially within the House, uh, even within the Senate, is we have lost the idea of forcing votes. It's going to be really tough next year when election time comes around because we've just, you know, tried to tiptoe through the tulips and uh, we don't have anything to to get them on. Yeah, we've got, you know, several big bills 
Uh, but we've, we're just letting voice votes happen. And, you know, when the third reading vote comes around, we let it, we do it that, but, you know, on the amendments and fighting, you know, during the bill, there's been nothing. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost comical of, of, of how poorly uh, it's been run over the last, uh, over the last really three years. Uh, so hopefully we have uh, a better session uh, this, this upcoming year, uh, we get some recorded votes so we can tell our members, uh, not just us, but other conservative organizations can tell their members, this, your representative voted right. for this. Uh, are you okay with that? Most right. of the time, the answer is no. Well, and that's important, too, because you're right. You look at the leadership of the Republican Party in the House and the Senate, and they fail the Liberty Scorecard kind of thing, right? It's yeah. like, and they don't want to have the opt-out. I mean, at anything that, like, the people seem to want, they're like, no, we don't want to do that. So. Right. Well, Taylor, listen, we'll let you go. Thank you so Thank, much. You've been, you've been great, and, and people really consider supporting them because uh, it's a really a great group, and Taylor's doing a tremendous job with them. Uh, I appreciate that, guys. Again, if you want to get in the fight, go to armgeo.org. Uh, you can join and become a member for 35 bucks. Uh, if you've got a million, call me. I'll take you to lunch. <laughs> you'll, you'll come down you'll for that one. You'll get to lunch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, Thanks. Thanks. Take care. Take care. Appreciate it. Yep. Bye-bye. Thanks so much. Hey, and so we're going to have um, Wes Eimer had, had um, just texted me, and I see he joined here. They've got an event coming up, of which I have in, you know, have probably endorsed. Um, so I wanted to let him pop on sure. for a few minutes to talk. Hey, Wes, are you there? I see your picture. Are, did I catch you by surprise? There nope. we go. There we go. We're still trusting the uh, the camera. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I, and I, you know, coming to you guys from the office, I use my, I use the Mac that we have in the office, and it lets me use my phone camera so that I actually look pretty good instead <laughs> of the like garbled image that comes out up top. So I have to set it all up. It's a compliment. Well, you look great. You, you, look, you look great. You look, you look, you look great. You, you can, I can thank Apple because, uh, you know, but <laughs> anywho, thank you for letting me come on. Yeah, I wanted to uh, talk just briefly about uh, my mom's co- upcoming event, and I'm just going to pull up the details here so I read it correctly. We just sent out an email, actually. Um, Which I RSVP'd to. Yes, so you know. I saw. Thank you for doing that. Um, but in five days, uh, the campaign kickoff host committee will be hosting Laurel Imer's Republican National Committee Woman Kickoff uh, event. And that's going to be at the Colorado Automobile Dealers Association on Saturday, October 21st at 2 p.m. Uh, the host committee is Mr. Carl Hoops, uh, Miss Leslie Hughes, myself, Miss Darcy Shaning uh, and Jack and Jean Canterbury from Custer County. But we've got a pretty impressive lineup uh, starting to build for that event. We have my I'm speaking, my mom's speaking. We have a live band coming in, Lee and company. They're going to be performing. Uh, my new band is possibly your new band. All right. There we yes. go. There um, we go. Yeah, Weston Imer and the 45s. And you can guess what the 45 stands for. Um <laughs> We will be uh, hopefully performing that day. Uh, also, former mayor of Lakewood, Ramey Johnson. She's uh, great. We love her. And we love Carl her. Hoops love him, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. yeah, Carl Hoops will be there. Uh, the current mayor of Palmer Lake, a little less known lady, but she's just as uh, incredible, is uh, Glant Havener. Uh, she's the mayor of Palmer Lake, Colorado. Um, we have Jimmy McFarland from the Jefferson County Tea Party uh, organization. Hey, hey, Jimmy. Jimmy Mac. He's a comedian. Jimmy. He's great. He's yes, he's going to throw in a little comedy in his uh, in his speech, so you won't want to miss that. Um, 
our a good friend of my mom's, my mom's actually best friend, uh, Helbus Varengo. She was a delegate for President Trump in 16 and 20, and she was one of our coalition directors in 2020 and 2022 on our campaigns for uh, House and Congress. So she'll be speaking. And then we have a couple of people that we're still confirming that will be uh, to be announced and kind of surprise guests. It looks like a couple right. of representatives. Well, and here's why this is important and that people, I think it's important to help get behind this because Vera Ortegan is the current, first, Randy Corcoran, who's wonderful, is the current RNC committee man from He's Colorado. Down the hall. Down the hall. Down the down hall. The hall. Bring him in. <laughs> bring, bring him on in. I'll text him. He might stop by. She is the current committee woman, I think has been for a long time. And she is, to be blonde, a rhino. Um, I think she voted against the opt-out. Well, you, I know Chuck can't comment because he sits on committees with her. But, um, but but she certainly is not certainly is not a true blue conservative like Laurel is. I mean, there are those that, that you know, on every fight, I think Laurel has been on the right side. Oh, and that includes the opt-out. That includes uh, the litigation. Everything. Um, I, I've never seen Laurel Imer do something uh, that I went, whoa, whoa, what was that? <laughs> Where are you well, coming from? You don't from see it behind closed doors, Chuck. I, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> One thing. Okay, so the RNC, I don't know if you saw this. You know who's hosting the third debate? For the, the RNC has chosen to host a third debate. NBC. It's like, okay, so wait, wait a minute, RNC. You've been slammed for the horrible, ridiculous, liberal questions in the first two debates. And so what do you do? You get the company, the, yeah. the news, they spread the laptop, you know, Russia hoax, laptop hoax. I mean, all of this stuff, the MSNBC, they, they, I mean, and so it's like, I know, let's get them. Yeah. Host the presidential debate. Oh, that's a great yeah. idea. Well, well the RNC has always more. been, and, and, uh, Weston is, is down in, in the belly of the beast, um, but it's always been an establishment tool, along, along with the Republican Governance Association, some other ones. They've always been dominated by their donors. Uh, yep. But I think there's a bigger grassroots effort to get committee men and committee women who represent the average Republican, the base of the party, rather than just the donor class. There is. And, you know, we've got Dave Williams and Randy Corcoran right now as two of our members for the R for the RNC from Colorado. And it's important to note, um, and, you know, this is not going to become a personal race. You know, this isn't anything against Vera. We do disagree with how she's been voting. And that's that's the main reason for this. You know, she was stood against us at, um, for the opt. Sorry, for the opt out vote on September 30th. Yeah. And if you're a bonus member and you were in that room on Yes. On the 30th, you heard mom say from the floor and Dave Williams had to chastise her, even though he said afterwards that that was the best bit of politicking he'd ever seen, um, where, you know, my mom went right after Vera and said, look, this is where you need to be on this opt out. And for the record, I'm announcing my run against Vera to become the new committee woman because we don't stand for this. You know, and she also voted uh, to keep Ronna McDaniel as the chairwoman. And that is a incredibly, you know, Big thing. A lot of us in Colorado wanted Harmeet Dillon. There was a lot of grassroots folks that thought Mike Lindell was the, the best choice. I personally was in support of Harmeet. I know Randy voted for Harmeet. But, you know, we also had Christy Burton Brown, who was our outgoing going chair, voting for Ronald McDaniel. But the point here is, is these votes are crucial. Right. They matter. The people of Colorado didn't agree with how Vera voted. And I don't think they realized that was how she voted. And so our goal here is to say, you want somebody that's actually going to represent what you want 
and actually voice your concerns and stand up for your interests, then you need to run to be a delegate. You need to go to caucus. And then when you get to the state convention, you need to vote for Laurel Imer for Republican National Committee woman. And Chuck's right. She's been on the right side of every issue going back almost 10 years, um, you know, and she called that President Trump was going to be the best candidate and the candidate from day one. And right. look, she was right. And we're, we're better off for it. So I want to encourage you guys come out to the event. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. We've got two live bands performing. We've got <laughs> alcohol. And, 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 uh, and, and I love that building, by the way. <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. You know, it's a gorgeous building. That's true. So. It is. And, it, and there's something prestigious about having the event at the Colorado Automobile Dealers yes. Association. Uh-huh. Um, you know, they supported her in her 2020 run for state legislature. She was proposing a plan to help offer some relief to some of these car manufacturers and dealerships that are having to deal with the electric car BS that our government yeah. is pushing. And so CADA endorsed her then, and they're proud to host her this time. We're proud to be there with them. Uh, and we hope that you'll come out and support us and join us. You know, it's a free event. Anybody in your family can come. Come drink some some non-alcohol or some alcoholic beverages, uh, eat some snacks, party with us, listen to what Jimmy has to say from the comedic point of view, um, and then, you know, listen to the live music from Lee and Co. and then my new band, Westernheimer. And oh, the I got to hear that one. <laughs> and, uh, All right. Well, so one more time. Maybe a scary thing for many people like it. <laughs> we would one love to have time, you. Where and when? Uh, where and when, yes. The Colorado Automobile Dealers Association that is at 290 Spear Boulevard on Saturday, October 21st. Reser- RSVP is required to get in the door because we have limited seating in there. We can only accommodate up to 80 seated, and we're already north of 50. So please, RSVP, go to imerforcolorado.com, and that is F-O-R, not the number four, okay. uh, because we believe in proper English here. Uh, <laughs> imerforcolorado.com slash events, or just go to imerforcolorado.com and click the events tab, and then you can RSVP right there. It's just going to ask for your name, number, and email. And then if you have any additional guests coming with you, uh, Julie's going to be there. I'm going to be there. I'm going. I'm going. I'm I'll be there. I'll be there. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, she didn't put that. So I, need to, I know I need, to, I need to up it by one. Okay. All right. Wes, listen, thank you so much for coming. Thank you, Wes. We will see you Saturday. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. We'll see you all Saturday. Right. All right. Thank you. Well, and you know, as I said, one of the reasons it matters is, and I want to move on to the ridiculousness at, at Channel 9 going on these days. But I mean, I saw that NBC is host, the RNC chose NBC to host a third debate. So they, they, they clearly didn't pay any attention to people's comments or reactions to the first two debates, right? Well, uh, you know, the, the RNC is, is just an establishment. It, it, right. it depends on its money from big donors. Um, and it's a big donors organization, anti-grassroots. Um, and I think there's a real uh, grassroots uprising across the states, including with Laurel. Um, you know, I'm on the, they still have the neutrality thing going on the right. executive committee. That doesn't mean I can't go to events. <laughs> um, and so it, you go to every event. Yeah, every free, event. free, free food, <laughs> free drinks from, from, uh, Laurel, I mean, wow, can't beat that. Wait, and Wes, no, I don't know. I see you t- in the messaging thing. So you have something on this as a council member. Is that on the debate? Do you want to pop back in for a second? Yes. Okay. He's back. Uh-huh. Hello, I'm back. <laughs> oh, you're choking? Sorry, my bad. I was sick last week and it's all 
coming out. Um, so forgive me. Um, but yes, I do have something on the debate, actually. So <clears throat> there was a push from us on the Youth Advisory Council. <clears throat> wow, geez. To um, have the third debate for one, not only in a different location, but two, hosted by a different organization. Um, we wanted the debate in Alabama, or at, at the University of uh, Georgia at Auburn, um, hosted That's Alabama, uh, Auburn. Oh, oh yes, yeah, sorry, Alabama. My bad. Yeah, um, and there was also a push for Georgia, but you know, we we thought about having it in the South at one of the college campuses, and we promoted that to the RNC and said, "Look, you need to have youth." Yeah. The input of the youth at these debates. You know, you had the American Conservative Coalition pay for a question at the first debate, but it was on climate change. Right. And no one answered it satisfactorily for one for the youth, which climate change is unfortunately the number one issue for Gen Z, which we're working on addressing that. But we push it's forward. a hoax. It is. It it's is. a hoax. But it's right. They gotta, you got to meet people where they are sometimes. No, yeah. No, and, no, and tell exactly. the truth. And we agree. It is a hoax. And if you watched a climate conversation, uh, Kim Munson and Ramey Johnson's husband, Walt Johnson's new movie that just came out. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's it was right. fantastic. And it disproved all of the BS of climate change. But that's getting off topic. The point is, we told the RNC and we told Ronna McDaniel to do X, Y, and Z with the debate. Um, and she didn't listen. She she heard the, the, the thoughts, but they didn't end up doing it. And we also told her instead of having it on one of these mainstream media companies, or as I like to call them, lamestream, that she should have this on Newsmax or just yes. live broadcasted yes. on yes. Rumble and social yes. media platforms. There you go. Right. And Z. And they refused. They went with NBC and they chose Miami, which Miami, I will give them. Miami-Dade County went red for the first time in 2020 and again in 2022. It is important to keep that red, but hosting a debate there, really not the answer to the world's yes. problems. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that, Wes. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> I think you. that they should have listened to you guys. I mean, actually, anything would have been better than NBC, <laughs> you know, when you get right down to it. Um, so, well, speaking of NBC, the NBC affiliate in town, people know this, is at Channel 9, KUSA. And um, over the weekend, the, 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 the corporate media puppets are just so ridiculous, right? So we talked on Friday about the, the uh, kerfuffle over, I guess they're calling him, I think Dave Williams, they're calling Hamas Hernandez, Representative Tim Hernandez, Denver Marxist state representative, um, came, was supporting, um, the, um, Palestinians and, um, at the, after the Hamas attack on Israel, refused to say that it was bad, mm-hmm. um, and then made some snarky comment to the citizen or civilian civilian journalist, citizen journalist, who said, oh, only three people are going to see this video. And of course, everybody saw it. It's blown up. Dave Williams and the Republican Party leadership are pushing to have him expelled. Um, he issued a fairly lame, oh, okay, sorry, I didn't mean it, apology. The, 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 the chopping off the baby's head, I wasn't 100% there for that. Yeah. It's just Mostly, but you know. It, but in the criticism, Dave Williams pointed out, you're not going to see this very much in the, the lamestream right. media he as well. Right, he called them all out. He called them all out by name and indeed it turned out to be true yeah. so what does channel nine do marshall zlanger they decide okay well we'll cover it yeah we're going to cover it in our own special way our own special way and we're going to use it as an excuse to, to attack, attack Dave williams. <laughs> williams and republicans it's like what huh? it's like what so if we could please play the kusa soundbite thomas you got to listen to this 
there should be no wavering, no doubt whatsoever, that when women are raped and murdered and babies are slaughtered, that is disgusting, that is wrong. Democratic State Representative Tim Hernandez acknowledges that today. Prior to the apology, he drew criticism from Jewish Democratic State Senator Daphne Michelson Janay for his social media likes and his attendance at this rally at the state capitol in support of Palestinian resistance in Gaza, which took place on the same day as the attack. State House Republicans and the chair of the Colorado Republican Party, Dave Williams, want Hernandez expelled from the legislature. Let me find here in my notes, the outcry from Williams and House Republicans, any of the times conservative podcaster Joe Oltman said, Colorado Democratic elected leaders are treasonous who should be hung because the penalty for treason is death. I think I have it here somewhere, right next to their condemnation of former President Trump, who on Wednesday called Hezbollah smart. Hezbollah is another terrorist organization to the north of Israel, separate from Hamas. You know what? I must have misplaced it. In fact, Williams himself called Colorado Republicans treasonous when they filed a lawsuit to keep Trump off the ballot in Colorado next year. Should a state representative like Tim Hernandez be absolute in their disgust of the rape, murder, and kidnapping of innocent people? Yes. Should we be equal in our outrage, like when treason and death are just thrown about flippantly? I would hope so. <laughs> and I'm sorry. You know, I know. That was great. And I love his glasses. Well, I love those glasses. Great, great glasses. To say that we should be equal in our horror at kidnapping, raping, murdering innocent civilians. Actually doing it. Actually doing it. As opposed to saying something is traitors. That, that is the same. Yeah. To say that political speech is on the same level and we should be equally of horrified. Actual slaughter. Actual slaughter. Excellent. Part Excellent. Of, of political speech that's even and even mischaracterized, right? Joe right. Coleman never said anyone should be. That's oh, but he said they're traitors. Just, you know, they all do. The Washington Post yeah, did with right. Donald, or the Washington Journal right. did with Donald Trump, right? right. Where he was at. So, and, and to say that somehow Dave Williams, the party chair, being opposed to Republicans filing a lawsuit to keep talking about that that's the equivalent, the moral equivalent of murdering, raping and killing people. It's like, I mean, you know, they're like, I guess we got to cover this Hernandez thing, but we can't make him look bad. We must find a way. It's like, I can't believe the pretzel he had to twist himself into. Yes, that's to, so, to beautiful. so beautiful. So beautiful. Somehow, you know. And get moral outrage. Get morally, morally outraged <laughs> at Republicans for, I don't know. Oh. I mean, it's just ridiculous. So, I mean, it proves Dave's point totally, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how awful the media it's, are. Are. it's like mm. it's like they turn this terrible thing right, right, and, right. And, and say oh you know oh, uh, it's uh, rather than condemning hernandez and just reporting it straight uh, they have to turn the whole thing into an attack on dave williams so he was absolutely right and thank god we've got a party uh, here who understands oh that, that that was so special <laughs> well it was so special although i'm gonna play another sound but this is kind of fun too for you guys it's hard it's to, hard to be a liberal these days because this Israeli conflict. And that's why they're confused, too, because I think yeah. Marshall was like, wait, I thought we support Palestine. They're like, well, we don't. Right? Mm-hmm. Not today. Anyway, he's like, OK, well, that's attack the Republicans. Then it's a like, good idea. That's yeah, just yeah. To, to always go with attack the Republicans. Right. <laughs> um, because you can see the usual celebrity 
idiots who tweet and put their social media posts yeah. out and things like that. You know, it, it's hard to tell and they keep getting screwed up. Right. So they'll support Israel. Then they get attacked and they'll support Palestine and then they'll get attacked. Um, and they all feel compelled to tell us how they feel about it anyway, even right. though. Mm-hmm. And the one thing it has revealed is this complete lack of awareness Um for instance, it shouldn't be hard to pick a side if you have some sort of moral compass plus an understanding of the region and of history mm-hmm. and some of the issues involved, right, right? right? But since they don't have any of those things and they're only going for woke clicks, right? right, right it's right. it's a very difficult situation for them. And the comedian Ryan Long has a hysterical thing on YouTube. If you want to see the whole thing, just Google comedian Ryan Long Israel conflict. But I want to play this for you. It's it's just so he pretends he's an actor trying to post something. If we could please play the lid. Trying to figure out what is the politically correct position to have. If you could please play the libs conflicted soundbite. I still haven't weighed in on Israel-Palestine. I honestly don't know who to post. Usually it's easy. BLM, bang, Ukraine, bang, COVID, bang. Hey, did you do your Israel-Palestine post yet? I've never missed a stand. So who'd you go with? I look at my phone, I see a lot of Republicans supporting Israel. So I go, maybe stay away from that. Then I see a lot of the people we've been calling Nazis supporting Palestine. But then get this, the people that we've been calling them Nazis with are happy Israel's getting attacked. Riddle me that. But there really is no easy answer here. Did you do your Israel-Palestine post yet? No. What does your manager think of that? I'm retired. Oh, you don't have representation right now? Obviously, I was at the front lines of getting mad at Kanye West when he was doing the anti-Semitism stuff. Everyone's thanking me for standing up for the Jewish community. So naturally, I'm seeing this happen. I go, okay, we're back with the Jews again. I see Kylie Jenner post for Israel. I think, okay, the word's in. Then boom, she's getting killed on every angle. So it's not Israel. So I start doing a bit more research. I'm seeing queers for Palestine. And generally, you want to be on the side of the queers. If you look at the things, you're not going to get in trouble if you go with what the queers are saying. Then Mia Khalifa, who we obviously support, is posting with the queers. But she's getting fired from her job. The whole reason I'm posting this is to get in better standing with my job. And by the way, I started to see that your silence is noted post popping up, so we're running out of fucking time. <laughs> I know. It is. It's, I just think... And- is that is so totally true you know yes. it's so totally true um that they can, because they don't actually have a position right i just want to make sure that they're on the right side and don't get canceled yeah well exactly exactly so and you know robert spencer has been doing a great job on that he, you know he keeps posting people are like why is hamas attacking israel it's like why? because it is their firm belief that they need to kill them all yes, right and yes, then they, yes. they they announced the, the day of killing everybody on friday and so what happens in the united states when they're have been some attacks the police apparently are saying well don't say it has anything to do with muslims because because god forbid particularly a muslim hamas terrorist who came in through but, the but border. These, you know prior to this you know you'd have people who'd say you know rich bankers they go that's a jewish trope that's anti-semitic you can't try you can't attack city bank uh because that's that's anti-semitic trope you kind of go well you don't have to go to tropes for this thing when they're saying in front of the uh uh, Australian uh, opera house gas the Jews. You know, you're kind of like, is that a trope? Is that, is that a kind of an off-handed, you know, weird kind of? How do you know which way to go on that? 
And Kanye West gets roasted. And, you know, Kanye West, I think, is a nut job. But still, you're right. I mean, that seems a little bit more clear. Yeah, a little more. If you want to go anti-Semitic, there's some real anti-Semitic ones out there. saying there are a lot of Jewish people in Hollywood to say gas the Jews. Jews, But that's okay. So you can see why the poor celebrities are conflicted. Oh, no, they don't know what to do. A couple other quick points. Um, It looks as if, what do you think, Jim Jordan? Well, it's not. I mean, he's got a lot of people are, you know, he got... He got an important endorsement from Mike Turner, who's kind of a rhino out of Alabama, heads up the Armed Services Committee. But that was an important one to get. The one he hasn't got is Ken Buck, because Ken Buck got aced out of being heading the Judiciary Committee for Jim Jordan. So he, has, has he come out against him, or is he yeah, just well, not he saying? He's just not close to him. I mean, oh. so Ken doing part of his part of his. Let's make let's make Colorado great. There's but there's an interesting sort of push. I will say this: they're they're pushing on various social media because I didn't see Buck's name on this, um, but the names of the people. I mean, I'm sure these are the people that they're trying to lean on. So it'll be interesting to see and to turn it on them, right? To make Mm -hmm. sure that okay, you know, you're the ones who are creating the chaos in the house. So we'll see if Jim Jordan. It's looking to me as if he might, because you're not hearing any other names coming out. Well, there was one. There's another guy, Scott, who ran. (laughs) I think he's also from Alabama. He put his hat in the ring, although nobody knows him. But, you know, it doesn't take very many votes. It's so few. Because, you know, it's going to be 100% Democrats voting against him and doing for Jeffries. So it doesn't take very many. No, it'll be interesting. And one other thing, too, I want to give you the truth straight up about something here. The judge that horrible judge overseeing the um, uh, one of the Trump um, lawsuit or criminal cases, right. Um, issued a gag order today. And it's tricky because at first you read it, you're like, well, it doesn't seem so bad. She said that Donald Trump is prohibited from criticizing, from criticizing or attacking the judge, criticizing or attacking the prosecutor or the judge's staff, right. Mm-hmm. Or witnesses. Or right. Witness. Um, which in its face seems like, well, I mean, I, you know, initially I was like that, seems kind of reasonable. I can see where you wouldn't want attacking the staff, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then, but then you come to find out, wait a minute, the witnesses are people like Bill Barr. I mean, the witnesses, yeah. it's like this yeah. too of people who are going on their new MSNBC, CNN, right. Fox, you know, consultant or, or you know, right. contributor yeah. groups attacking Trump, yeah. right? So they can attack Trump, but he can't say anything back. And you also, so that's a true straight up about that. So when you look at that, it's like, oh, that doesn't sound so bad. It is bad. Yeah, it's it's bad. totally Att- well, these judges do these things. Well, yeah, really, since the judge did it. And the other thing is, too, I also suspect what they'll do is Trump will say something and they'll be ha ha. Uh-huh. And since the judge is the one who will decide whether it's a violation. Yeah, yeah that's right. There you go. You know, so it, it'll and be he's a only got about four or five different judges who are willing to gag him for various, you know, sundry and, and items. He, and here's the thing it's like, I'm sorry, he has a First Amendment right. Right. You know what I mean? It's like he hasn't been. I, I've never seen a case where they, and I've seen many cases where the defense attorneys and people criticize the judge and criticize right. the witnesses, right? I've never seen a case where they were, you know, facing penalty of going to jail for contempt of court right. for using the First Amendment right. So, no criticizing judges. No criticizing judges or witnesses. Or witnesses. You, you know. or, or you got to do Biden on the witness list, right? Yeah, yeah. If you're the prosecutor, yeah. now you can't say anything bad about Biden. Right. It's like so. Put nothing past them. So just keep your eyes on that, too. Um, I think, God, that's going to wrap it up. That's going to be it. It's been gone fast. It's gone quick. 
but uh, we'll be back we'll be on back. Wednesday. On Wednesday. Thank you to Taylor. Thank you to Wes. Thank you, everybody. On um, Thank you, PBS. On, I get to say that. You get to say Thomas. that on Zoom. I'm sorry. Thomas, thank you. <laughs> we didn't get to read all of your comments. but no, there were some good ones. There. Yeah, there were some good ones there, too. So we will hopefully we'll get to them and more on Wednesday. So we'll see you all on Bye-bye. Wednesday.